Lift him down. Lift him. Yeah. Um, lift him deep. Lift him deep. That's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and peeved. It's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. I don't use it. Not in your vocab? Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of CLNS Media, also DailyThunder.com, featured on Dash Radio, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 5 o'clock Central Standard Time. I'd like to thank Grady Carter of Metro Brokers of Oklahoma for sponsoring today's show. Grady wants to be your homeboy. Contact Grady, homeboyok.com, homeboyok on all social media platforms. He is your go-to guy when you want to buy or sell your home. He's a GRI designee, which means he knows everything that you need to know about getting into the home of your dreams or selling your current home. He's also just a wonderful person and a person that you will love for the rest of your life. So you've got to contact Grady today if you have real estate needs in the Oklahoma City area. On the line, I've got Alex Spears. He's my good friend. Hi, Andrew. Oh, no. I've come to talk with you again. Hi, Andrew. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Thunder lost last night, one twenty-two to one twelve in Oklahoma City. Uh, Chris Paul was absolutely on fire, as was uh, James Harden. Had a great game too. High efficiency. Uh, they got great production from their bench. When Eric Gordon came off the bench, I was like, oh my gosh, the Rockets are terrifying. <laughs> like I knew he was on the team, obviously, but when he came off the bench, I was like, oh no. Nene played solid minutes. Luke and Bob Mute is really good. Um, <laughs> it, it's just, that's a great team. And he, it brings me to my, I've got a list, Alex, of things that just are making me so miffed. Yeah? Are you upset? I'm upset. I've got a list of five things five things that have miffed that miffed me off last night. Number one is people on Twitter that didn't see this Rockets loss coming. <laughs> the Thunder had been playing awful. Just terrible. Like they just eke by these teams. And I, I'll talk more about that later. And to me it's I don't know. The Thunder just played played poorly lately. And it reflects in their offensive defensive ratings as of late and their net rating and all that but if you didn't see this coming i don't i can't help you like i just can't help you because the rockets are historically good they're just an outstanding basketball team on both ends and if you didn't see it coming can't help you but andrew uh russell told us hey what what's our record against the good teams yeah and and russell you know russell wasn't asked that question. Russell was asked, why are they playing bad against bad teams? And Russell, I don't know. Russell is a weirdo. Like the closer I get to Russell, the more I'm like, oh, this is a really, this is a strange guy. Um, you know, and last night after the game, it was very somber. It was like a very, very somber locker room of maybe the most somber Russell Westbrook I've ever seen in my whole life. Someone asked him if, he takes anything positive from the game. He said, no. Then somebody said, what's your message to the team? He says, stay positive. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> all right, Russell. <laughs> okay. But honestly, like this, for for whatever reason, that game last night just hit people really hard. And to me, like that should, like you should have understood, like you see that on the schedule the past two weeks, you say, you know what? That's like a big matchup and it'd be really cool if they'd win that game. But the Rockets are elite. They are an elite team, maybe historically elite. And, you know, I thought the Thunder played okay for the most part. And if you honestly, if Paul George just freaking shows up and can shoot the basketball, they're in that game. Like they are totally in that game. 
Um, but when it, like for the Thunder, I tweeted this out this morning about their schedule. Like a lot of people just feel like the season's over and they're going to, they're going to be the seventh or eighth seed and it's just all over. And that's just not the case. Like just because you lose to the Rockets, like everybody loses to the Rockets. Everybody's done it. So like, don't, that can't define your season. I think these next five games will define the season, though. Here's the Thunder's next five opponents. The Suns, the Spurs, the Kings, the Hawks, and the Clippers. It's a soft schedule. And I know the Thunder have sucked against bad teams. But if they, if you want to define their season, you can probably define it over these next five games because you look at San Antonio's next five games, Warriors, Thunder, Rockets, Magic, Pelicans. They could lose four out of five easily. Yeah. Minnesota's next five games, Celtics, Warriors, Wizards, Spurs, Rockets. I mean, that, that next five games for those three teams will will be season-defining. This, you know, uh, this game last night is not season-defining. But, Andrew, since Christmas Day, when they beat the Rockets, mm-hmm. they are two... They're now two and seven against the top nine teams in the Western Conference. Are you not worried? I'm, I mean, worried. I don't know. It's just, it just is, you know? I wouldn't say that I'm worried at this point. Like, that's just who this team has been. And I think they still could be better than what they are. I, I, I'm also, I'll add this to my list. I'm super miffed about the resignation that this team is just no good without Andre Robertson. Like, like, like that's, that's not enough guys. Like they didn't lose Paul George. They didn't lose Russell Westbrook. Like if you lose one of those guys and then they play like this and have that record, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Andre Robertson, he's a great defender. Absolutely outstanding. But to think that he's this important to this team to where they just fall off a cliff. No. No, 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 no. Like, Hunter Robertson's not this important. He is not the most important player on this team. And you can sit there and try to talk yourselves into it. Here's the thing. Russell Westbrook has got to be better. And this this brings me to my second miffed, which has really been about four so far. An extended miffed and peeve this morning. I'm so mad. Carmelo Anthony is not the scapegoat from last night. He's not. He's the only one that held up his end of the bargain last night. He's never been able to defend a pick and roll. He's a big forward that can't move laterally well. Of course he can't defend James Harden. So, like, don't make him the scapegoat. It's so stupid. He was 4 of 10 from 3, 8 of 18 from the field. He put the ball on the floor. He made aggressive moves. He actually shot free throws, which was just freaking amazing. He's not the scapegoat. I've heard people make him the scapegoat for last night and say, like, he's the reason that they can't beat the Rockets. The reason they can't beat the Rockets is because Paul George shoots two of eight from three and doesn't show up until the second half. And then Russell Westbrook had nine turnovers. He played an awful game. He shot 27 times. He took four threes that he missed all of them. There's your reasons. Like, I'm not even here to blame Corey Brewer today. Corey Brewer minus 20. Wow. But I'm not here to blame him. Like, if you're looking for a scapegoat, look at your MVP and look at Paul George. Like, those are the two. I thought that Paul George's defense was fine, but if he can't shoot the basketball, this team doesn't have a chance against elite teams. They just don't. And so, to make Melo the scapegoat for last night, I think it's absolutely stupid. It makes absolutely no sense to do that. This is a Paul George and Russell Westbrook. If you want to blame somebody, like, those two have to be the best players on the team and probably the best players on the floor if they want a chance to win against elite teams. And they just weren't. They weren't even close to it last night. Woo! Sorry. Andrew, you're on fire. <laughs> I'm so mad. You're steaming. There's steam coming through my mic. <laughs> what do you think? Um, about last night? About anything. Just give me any thoughts that you have on your brain. <laughs> well, can I, I, can I ask you a series of questions? Uh, sure. Out last night. Sure, sure. Okay. First question: Will Billy play an all bench lineup in the playoffs? Good lord. Okay. <laughs> My question: Why I asked that question is because he played it twice last night. Now, to be fair, I, if I did my uh, math correctly, I went through the box score. They were only a minus three over the time in the second and the fourth quarter. 
but it was it was enough to uh, prompt one Tim McMahon on Twitter to tweet out, "How does OKC have a lineup on the floor that doesn't include Russ, Paul, George, or Melo?" And he I, he should include Stephen Adams in that as well because he was also not on the floor with yeah. that line. <laughs> I think Taylor responded to him, "Welcome to our hell." Yes, I I had a feeling that Taylor was in charge of your account last night. He was. He was tweeting some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. I could actually see him from where I was at the game last night. But he was. Oh really? Yeah, he was tweeting some weird, weird stuff. Yeah, I mean there. That's. Uh, I'll skip over point number three and skip to point number four. Billy Donovan. He. I feel like he's a majority of good get of good opponents like he coaches well against them last night i it was not great you're playing terrence ferguson with Corey brewer like what is happening like what kind of crazy world am i living in where you're going to play those two together and you don't give alex abrinas one minute i mean he played like a few seconds at the end of the game that don't really count like i'm not counting that you don't play Alex Sabrinas. You need shooting badly, really, really badly. If not for Melo, this team is just atrocious from three last night. Um, you just you can't do it. And another thing, when Sabrinas does play, they have trouble getting him shots. They sure as heck didn't have trouble getting Corey Brewer shots last night. He took six threes. Six. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, not playing him is is really bad because they are at such a talent deficit at that position and he is not a perfect player not a great defender not even a good defender but he's of that bunch he's the most talented at this point in time and to not try to get him looks and try to get him shots like if he was taking those six threes like you have you have to feel way more confident than you do with like Corey Brewer or even Ferguson who's been shooting the ball better lately um but you just can't play those guys together i think that's just absolutely absurd brewer was a minus 20 also josh hustis i thought that he played really well last night i thought his defense on chris paul was good i thought his defense on harden was good when he's matched up against him he had a really nice block at the rim he only gets 19 minutes last night. You give Corey Brewer 23. He barely knows his team. He's running around like a chicken with his head cut off. He did hit some shots last night. Great. Uh, but the box score says he he didn't help. Like he didn't help you. A team high minus 20 last night. And he creates chaos for both teams. And like that's Corey Brewer. And you have to like at the end of the game like weigh like did he create more chaos for OKC or for the opponent and like sometimes it will be for the opponent like he'll have a great game and then sometimes it'll be for the Thunder or somebody like that and you know what I give him credit for making those shots that's great um, but still like you get to this point in the season and you know you talk about developing guys and you spend time developing guys and I don't know why Alex Sabrinas and Josh Hustis really don't make that cut um, for Billy. It's I, I tend to believe it's like a personality issue more than anything. Um, but I just, I, I'm in kind of disbelief. Like that should have been a night where Josh Hustis gets, you know, 25 to 28 minutes. Um, but instead you give it to, to Corey Brewer, who again, shot the ball good from the field. He's four of 10. That's great. But when you're giving it up on the other end, like they did against Houston, like it's just, that's just not going to work. Andrew is on a rampage this morning. (sighs) Last one on my list. Get the ball to Steven Adams. Good good things happened when he had the ball in his hands last night. He makes really smart passes. Uh, He shoots the ball well around the rim. He was seven of nine from the field, 16 points, eight rebounds. I don't know how many touches he had, but it could not have been very many. But when they started running that Paul George, Stephen Adams two-man game, oh, really, things start to open up when you don't stand around and watch people dribble the basketball until they shoot it. Like, wow, amazing. And you have one of the best screen setters in the NBA. Like, He just needs to be involved more, period. And he's got great touch. He's a good passer. Like, he just needs to be involved more. And I don't know what it's going to take to make that happen. 
Like he had one shot in the first half. And a lot of that is the way that the Rockets were defending. And I give them a ton of credit for that. Like last night, the Rockets deserve a ton of credit because they just play their game. Chris Paul hit some unbelievable shots. And a lot of the shots that, that they made, like there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. They defended them well. Those two, Chris Paul, James Harden, two of the best isolation players in the NBA. And they just ISO, 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 ISO. And they were awesome. And they've been awesome at it all season. And there's just not a lot that you can do about that. Now, if Paul George shows up and he actually hits his threes, if he hits, you know, four threes instead of two, like you're talking about a different game. Because at points in that fourth quarter, it got really close. And if Paul George is just making shots, he had 17 points on 16 shots last night. Like, that's just not good enough. And I don't know what his slump is about. I, I have no clue because he's he's been awful from three since the All-Star break. Hasn't He's just been terrible. And so, like, the Thunder just can't win if he's not any good. So, I, th- I think that's all that I have. I think that's all I'm mad about. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to thank the press for sponsoring today's show. Got to go check out the press near downtown Oklahoma City in the Plaza District. Really, really great restaurant. Quality food. Uh, My guy Billy Martin from Good Charlotte was in town last night at the Rockets game. Wish they could have played better for Billy last night. Uh, But he went by the press yesterday and had the Chili Mac, and he said it was outstanding. So I've talked about the Buffalo Mac. It's unbelievable. But they also have this Chili Mac. That is also so, so good. So you've got to go check those out. They have their chicken fried ribeye that is absolutely delicious. They've got good desserts. They've got a great bar with a good beer and cocktail selection. It's also just a cool place to hang out if you're having a birthday. Everybody likes to go on their birth to birthday dinners. Hey, go check out the Press with a big group. It's a big restaurant. They've got space for you and your large group. So go there. Or if you're just wanting to watch a Thunder game, if you want to watch a Thunder game uh, at a local bar with some buddies, go to the press, watch it Thursday night. They play the Phoenix Suns. So go check out the press today. Support the people that support down to dunk and eat at the press. Hey, when you were at the game, right? I was. Uh, what are you? Are you yelling during the game? Are you yelling these things just out into the air? Uh, I'm telling them to John Ham. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you have someone to you know get it off your chest. Yeah, I'm airing my grievances to John Hamm next to me. I feel <laughs> bad for him. <laughs> um, hey, I have a, I have some questions for you, Andrew. Follow up on a few things. Okay. Um, you know, throughout the Thunder's history, there's been these topics that keep popping up again and again. One of which is the idea of staggering. Seems like in the Thunder's franchise's history, for some reason, the fans love the idea of staggering. The team does not. What is the argument against staggering? I just I want to hear what it is. Am I an idiot? Are we all idiots? No. Are we dumb for thinking that <laughs> one of the good players should be on the floor at all times? It all comes down to the preferences of the players. Paul George prefers to play the whole first quarter. When he plays the whole first quarter, it's really tough to stagger, especially when you are not, they're not going to play Mello with the second unit. And to me, that's, let's just like play Mello with the second unit. Like, just like, I understand that you're trying to keep him in this role. Well, Billy, he hadn't really been in that role for like a month. So to say that you want to keep him in this role where he's only playing the four and he's only catch and shoot, he hadn't really been doing that anyways. Like, play him with the second unit. And if you're not going to play him, by Steven Adams with a second unit. Like, there, there, right there. You can get him touches right there. <laughs> I mean, you're right. It's a, it's absurd. It's crazy. Like, you don't necessarily, like like I just mentioned, you don't have to stagger Russ and Paul. You don't have to. You have two other players that could be, you could throw the ball to, and they can do something with it. But instead, right. instead they play these Jeremy Grant, Patrick Patterson lineups that have held their own in spots, but also it just makes no sense. Like, it's just so absurd. And in those minutes, I would like to see them play Adams and Patterson. Let's let's see what those minutes look like. Pull Adams a little bit early, put in Jeremy Grant, let them run a big, like a real athletic switchy lineup for a few minutes. And then, you know, bring in Adams later with the second unit. 
I mean, there's a, there's so many ways to do it, and playing those all bench lineups, like what are you preparing for? Like what does it help anybody with? Like it's it's it is crazy, but it's all about player preferences and the preference to not play mellow with the second unit. It's wild how in days of thunder past we used to be so upset about this when it was just two guys you know when it was just katie and russ and now there's four guys and he has somehow found a way to not play any of them at the same time it's pretty impressive (laughs) very impressive uh and 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 you play uh ferguson and brewer at the same time which is just like that just blew my mind (laughs) all right well this one this one might get you really angry andrew do you think Corey brewer is a guy Oh, boy. So last night, 23 minutes, most of any bench player in his second game. He played more minutes than Patterson, Abrinas, and Felton combined. Oh, boy. 10 points, 6 fouls, 0 rebounds, 0 assists, 0 steals, 0 blocks, which I thought was crazy because if you watch him play, he's like Jeremy Grant to the extreme where he is always moving. He's all over the place. Always doing something. It's clear that going forward, he is going to be in Billy's, like, he's in, he's in Billy's eye, you know? He likes him. Oh, man, he loves him. Billy absolutely loves him. And Corey doesn't, he's one of those, he opens his lips but doesn't really open his mouth when he talks. He's just yeah. like teeth talks. Um, has nothing to do with how he plays or if he's a guy, but that's just something that I've noticed. <laughs> um uh, he's not really a guy. No. Ooh. Andrew coming with the hammer. <laughs> All right. I, th- I think that there will be nights that he helps, but if you're going to play him and Ferguson together and you're going to play him with all bench lineups, like what are you doing? Like there, that's where, that's where you're not helping yourself at all. That's where like, I think that he helps if he'll take Ferguson's minutes period. But whenever you're doing crazy weird i'm gonna develop these guys kind of thing it's just like no 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 like you can't do that anymore like we're in one of the tightest uh western conference playoff races in nba history and you're going to do this against the rockets no 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 uh andrew do you think that the refs hate okc or is it an excuse it's 100% an excuse. But last night, Houston shot 34 free throws and OKC only shot 11. It's all about aggression with with the Thunder. And there will be missed calls, absolutely. But the Thunder took a ton of mid-range jumpers and took a ton of jumpers, period. And really did exactly what the Houston defense wanted them to do. And it kept them in it because Russell was hot from mid-range. Um, but they also had, I think they had like maybe two first half paint points. Like he just, when you don't get into the lane and the Thunder just weren't doing it, you don't get free throws. So it has not, to me, it's all about the way they played and not the officials. Like we're be, we're way beyond blaming the officials for a loss. When you lose by 10, I'm sorry. You can't look at the officials. You can't. And I know the free throw disparity was huge, but also the driving the lane, you know, getting it to the basket, that disparity was there too. And also the Thunder fouled on three-point shots, and you just can't do that. And Russell was guilty of it. Russell was awful on defense last night. He did a lot of stand by the basket. Like, I just, I don't know if, like, he honestly has the triple-double on his mind, he only had four boards last night, so it didn't really work out for him when he was camping out in the paint, staying away from corner three-point shooters and making his other teammates recover to his man. Um, it didn't work out for him because he only had four boards, but it's uh, he was so bad. I don't even remember what the question is. Well, it was about uh, uh, you know getting calls from the refs. Oh, the officials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you two, two uh, stats. Um one, did you see that 538 analysis from five days ago? I did, yeah. So they were looking at uh, which teams in the NBA had received the most amount of bad calls and bad non-calls in the last two minutes of a game when the score was within three points. OKC ranked fourth in the league, so that's pretty good for us. 
yeah. makes us uh, feel like we can complain a little bit. But then I was looking at the free throw attempt rate. And so OKC is ninth in the league over the season. And free throw attempt rate is the ratio of free throws to field goals attempted. But uh, they've actually gone up to fourth since Robertson went down. So th- they're getting calls. Um, yeah. Last night may have been an exception. And uh, maybe there's been some close game shenanigans going on this season um, at the end of games. But overall, they're still shooting a pretty good uh, clip from at free throws. Yeah, and I, th- I can't. I don't know this off the top of my head for sure, but they're in the top five of most minutes played during that time, too. Oh, that's not surprising. So, like, yeah, of course there's been the more missed calls for the Thunder during that span because they've had more time than all those other teams. Yeah, Houston ranked 29th in that analysis, which also makes sense. Yeah, it's because they kill teams. And yeah. those last five minutes don't matter in most games. I mean, it's that... I don't know that on its own. When you look at that chart, like you can feel like, Oh man, see, we're getting screwed by the refs, everybody. Like, okay. You've got to unpack that a little bit more and understand there, there should be a chart next to it that says, here's the minutes played during that time. Yeah. Because, it should, it should be per clutch time minute. Sh- yes, exactly. Cause if you look at that and you take it at face value, you think like, Oh, well, the league obviously loves the Rockets and hates the Thunder. And it's like, no, I'm sorry. Like, you just, if, if you're looking for a scapegoat, to me, not Mellow, not the refs, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, there's your scapegoats. Go get them. Like, that's, that's it. It's not, everybody wants to talk about all these other peripheral things, but if you want to blame somebody for the last night's loss and really the way the Thunder have played at post all-star break, like those are your two guys. Like that's it. Like they just have to be, they have to be the best players on the court. If the Thunder are going to be any semblance of an elite team and they've been awful. Um, I was just looking up what teams have the most amount of clutch time minutes in general. Yeah. OKC is at seven. Okay. Um, now that's a little different because that's, NBA.com clutch time is within five minutes, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So it's a little different, but, um, one more question about last night's game. Do you think OKC can, or how can they compete with Houston's efficiency? So last, last night, Houston's team line or their shooting line was 53, 52, 85, which is insane. OKC took 22 more shots than Houston and lost by 12. Mm-hmm. Now, on the positive side, Houston averages 42 threes a game, and Houston or OKC only allowed them to take 33. So that, that was one positive. Now, they did shoot 52% from three, so who cares? But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as like keeping up with efficiency, like they're not going to be able to keep up. But like you have to have a Paul George that's going to shoot the ball better. And as they limited their attempts, that's you're right. That is definitely a big positive from last night. And I think that they can continue to do that. Like Chris Paul is not going to make some of those threes that he did last night every game. Like he's just not. That he took some absurd shots and made almost all of them. Like he's not going to make all of those. Paul George is not going to miss all of these. Like they'll. I mean, if they played in a playoff series, they'd have a shot at winning a couple games. I don't. They wouldn't win the series. Um, but if like you look at Christmas Day, like they beat the Rockets Christmas Day, you take away Robertson for the Thunder, you add Chris Paul to the Rockets, that's about a 10 point, 15 point difference, right? Like that makes yes. sense. That makes sense to me that they would, you know, become 10 points better, the Thunder five points worse. Like that makes a ton of sense. But the fact remains that the Thunder still have Russell Westbrook, Paul George, Steven Adams, and Carmelo Anthony on this team. And they're, they still have a ton of talent. And they, they, this can be better. It can be. And it's going to be a, a, they're going to have to make some decisions on how they're going to play. They're going to just going to have to be better. Paul George just has to be better. And it's something that Scott Brooks would always say, like, like we just have to play better. Like we have to be better. And that is one of the most frustrating answers that you would hear from a coach because it's like, well, how, like, how are you going to do this? But, um, this team can be better and you know, they've got a huge opportunity in front of them. I rattled off the next five games earlier and 
I did the same for San Antonio, Minnesota. Like they have a massive opportunity in front of them. And if they could rip off five games here and you watch those other two teams, you know, tumble a little bit, like the Thunder could be up in the four or five seed and they'll, and they'll be fine. Um, but you know, if they, if they drop two of these, like that's a big problem because they've got a tough schedule from here on out. So you just can't, you can't drop this game. Also, Huge blessing from the Lord above last night. The Dallas Mavericks beat the Nuggets. Like, and the Clippers lost. And the Clippers lost. So, like, nothing changed for the Thunder. Like, people that wanted to find the season, ah, they, they probably won't even make the playoffs. Like, they're still seventh. Like, they still ha- and they still have a chance to get up to three. Like, I don't, I don't know if the Blazers and the Pelicans are going to remain this hot for the rest of the season. Like, it wouldn't surprise me if they, you know, fell off here, you know, even this week or next week. They may remain hot the rest of the season, but it would not surprise me if either one of those teams, you know, took a dip for a little bit. And so, like, it's not all lost. But if the Thunder do want to compete for, and the home court's still not out of the question, if they want to compete for that, they're going to have to show up. Paul George in particular is going to have to show up. The team that scares me is Utah because they, they dropped a couple, but now they've won three in a row again. Their schedule, listen to their schedule coming up. Uh, Indiana, Memphis, New Orleans, Detroit, Phoenix, Sacramento, Atlanta. Like they're going to keep racking up wins. Yep, they will. And that's terrifying. Yeah, because they're the they're the team where like if you look at their underlying metrics, like their underlying metrics are super good. Yeah, they've uh, been great. Gobert came back. Yep, they've been great. And if you're San Antonio, Minnesota, Oklahoma City, like it would not surprise me if one of those three were not in the playoffs. And that would be kind of crazy. Yeah, and right now, if you're San Antonio, like you've got to be petrified because of the schedule they have coming up. And the fact that they are three and seven in their last ten. Like do you know when Ald- is? Do you know when Aldridge gets back? Is um, he back? I thought that he played the other night. Um, he- let's see. Uh, Pau Gasol, I guess, suffered a shoulder injury um, after Marc Gasol ran into him. Yeah, Aldridge is back. Uh, against the Grizzlies. Yeah. I mean, they have not been playing well. Um, to me, the Rockets game was not the biggest game of the week. The biggest game of the week is Saturday night against San Antonio. Like, that's that's a game that the Thunder have to win. And it will really matter in the West playoff race and really could be more of a season-defining win or loss um, than last night was. Because last night, like I said, you've got to like that's just you're you're gonna lose to the Rockets. Like you're the way you're playing and the way they're playing. Like come on, like do the math. Like it's not that hard. San Antonio, however, also really struggling, and so the Thunder have got to win that game. They've got to take care of business against Phoenix, and then they've got to beat the Spurs on Saturday night. And I know the Spurs are tough. No, no matter who's on the court, it doesn't matter. They could. I mean, they've got a lot of NBA 2K creative players on their team, and they still can play the right way. So the Thunder just have to win against San Antonio Saturday night. That's that's a that's a must win. A really really important season defining game to me. Like they've this whole stretch, this five game stretch. I, if they go four and one, great. Five and zero oh would be that would be preferential because they've just got to they've got to seize this moment because they don't have a ton of soft games after that. You know, they've got that five game stretch I mentioned, but then they have Toronto and Boston on the road, which are going to be really tough games. Both those teams are good. Miami at home, Portland at home, really tough. San Antonio, Denver on a back to back. That's really tough. Then they have the Pelicans, Golden State, Houston, Miami, and Memphis to finish the season. So, if they're going to get it together, it's time. And they've got to win. They've got to try to win these five games. If they can win these five games, I think that they will be solid. Um, but if they lose two or three of these games, I, that's where I will start to say, prepare yourselves. The Thunder could miss the playoffs. 
Um, but if they're able to go five and zero, I think that they'll be they'll be solid for sure. Or four and one, they'll be solid. <laughs> it could get ugly, Andrew. It could. It really could. Um, let's go to this week in Thunder history. This week in Thunder history, uh, we discuss, as I alluded to earlier, one of those uh, those classic Thunder fan complaints. Uh, <laughs> if you've been following this team for a long time, you probably know that there's just some topics that have just irked the fan base over the years. I kind of think we should do like a top five uh, of, of Thunder fan base things in the future, like oh, things yeah. like like perks playing time you know that that definitely be a top three <laughs> man that fired us up uh this one i would also consider a top three so this comes from barry trammell march 7th 2011 the title of the article is thunder need variety he says the thunder beat the suns 122 to 118 in overtime sunday night no thanks to another exasperating last possession play Kevin Durant's 20-foot pull-up jumper that clanged off the rim and sent us all to overtime. Not to be picky, Scotty Brooks. The Thunder is not that far removed from a 23-win season, but any chance we could see a little variety in the final possession of a close game? A Russell Westbrook or James Harden drive? Durant curling off a screen? A pick-and-pop with Serge Ibaka? Heck, Tabo Cephalosha from the corner? Anything but another Durant drive on the wing, usually against a ferocious defender who forces Durant wide and no closer to the basket. I feel like I got a good look at it, Durant said. I'd take that shot nine times out of ten. That's a shot I work on in practice. Oh, with Grant Hill's 38 years of whiskers draped all over you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, man. That That is great. that uh, that was the very first article that popped up when I started doing the search. Yeah. And I was, man, I remember those days just being furious because every late game play was just a like fade away Durant three. Oh my goodness. Just took me back, you know, just took me back. It does take me back. Uh, Barry Trammell is the, the man. I, I know a lot of people don't love him, but he is just the man. I've been around him a little bit this season. He's just fantastic. Uh, yeah, that, that was a bad one. And also, and this happened in the Golden State series, and I just vividly remember game six, where Durant just stands there on the wing, no movement, no ball screen to get him open. He just stands there with his arm just stretched out, just waiting for someone to throw him the ball. And he's had it stolen from him. And also, it doesn't really even put him in a good position <laughs> with, the, with the basketball. <laughs> and that was like a patented Durant move at the end of the game to just stand there and try to like box his man out and try to get the ball. I mean, it was just, it, it was infuriating. And now, like, it's kind of the same thing. The last two seasons is what's going to happen at the end of the game when you have a you know, when you need a bucket, it's Russell Westbrook from just as deep as can be. And, you know, there's one, the one game Minnesota at home early in the season, they ended up losing on that Wiggins shot at the end, but they actually yeah, did. Mello, yeah. Yeah. Throw it to Mello in the corner, which is like, Oh, like, wow. Like that's, that's something different. Uh, but since then it's just been like predictably Russell Westbrook shooting at the end of the game. So, right. Yeah. Some things never change with the Thunder. Uh, are you ready to move on to our game? Let's go to the game. All right. So this game is a rest of season over under. So I'm going to give you a prompt. I'm going to set the over under and you are going to have to choose whether they will go over that number or under that number. Okay. And these are all these are all prompts about just the remaining regular season games. Okay. So for instance, how many wins will they have against the other West playoff teams? Now they have eight games remaining against the nine teams that are involved. I should have included the Jazz. I don't know if we actually play the Jazz though. Um, I don't think so they, they do. Yeah, no, I don't think they do. They do not. So we have, so we have eight games remaining against those playoff teams. I'm setting the over under at three and a half. Will they go over or under? Uh, I'm gonna go over. 
So you're saying that they will go at least 500 against the other West playoff teams yes. the rest of the way. Yes. Okay. You're going to be held to these answers. Hold me to it. They got Portland at home. I think, I mean, they they can beat Portland at home. Um, they can win Spurs at home. They can win Spurs at home. They can win Spurs on the road. Um, then the second out of a back-to-back, they have Denver at home. Like they can, they've won back-to-backs this season. They can win those games. Like those are winnable games. Uh, Clippers at home uh, next Friday. They can win that. Like I, they can, they could do it. It's there. Yeah. See, I'm bringing that optimism back out of you. You know, I set, <laughs> I set the over under a little low to let you just <laughs> talk about how excited you are. You know, this is for Jay because Jay Jay was saying he he didn't like the way you were sounding on the other week days of the week pods. You know, oh man, um, he was so mad at me about Monday. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, number two over under wins against lottery teams. Now they have four remaining. I'm also setting the over under at three and a half. So do you think they'll win all of them? <sighs> Less than all of them. Where's uh, that? As a I think they'll win all of them. Woo! There he is. <laughs> Andrew's back. I do. I I think they will. And and this is something I've been kind of mad about. There's there's been like an oversimplification about these teams too. Like those teams that the Thunder played in this past week that were like quote unquote tanking teams, like those teams weren't tanking. Like those teams really did want to win those games. They just right. suck. And so to say, like the Thunder are losing to teams that are trying, they are losing to teams that are trying to lose, or winning against teams that are trying to lose barely. It's like okay, well that's just that's an oversimplification of it. Like they were not trying to lose. Dallas Mavericks were not trying to lose that game. Phoenix Suns were not trying to lose that game. The only argument that you can make that a team that wanted to lose the game was Sacramento, whenever they took out Buddy Heald and put in Vince Carter, and then Vince Carter took that wild shot at the end of the game. Like that's the only to me that's the only game where you could say like ah eh, like there's there's some meddling in there that you know makes me think that maybe they wanted to lose that game even though we needed a rust buzzer beater to win it that's the only game to me that shows like oh these are they're tank they they do want to lose this game I did not see that look at all um, with Phoenix um, or Dallas or Orlando like I didn't see that in any of them. So like right. to say yeah. that they want to lose, like I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't see that. And I know they should want to lose, but I didn't see them wanting to lose. Uh, number three, over under number of your appliances that will break before the playoffs. <laughs> I'm setting the over under <laughs> at half an appliance. Oh Lord. Okay. Let's see. What am I due for? I've got my fridge is good. I've got a new dishwasher. I have good. a new microwave. Fix the toilet. I know it's not an appliance, but it counts. The toilet is fixed. If you didn't see my Twitter post, uh, it's it's been cleared away. Uh, what about it? What yeah. do you have? A, uh, do you have a garage fridge? Maybe I do have a garage fridge. Oh, Ooh, that could break. That could break. That could. Oh, okay. We'll say one. Okay. O- over. Okay. Going over. <laughs> uh, number four. Over under minutes per game the rest of the season for Corey Brewer. Setting the over under at twenty one and a half minutes. Oh, so, in his first game, he played, <laughs> in his first game he played eleven minutes. Last night he played twenty three. Was last night an aberration or a sign of things to come? I'm writhing in pain right now because I'm saying over. Oh, I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you too. Yeah, Billy just freaking loves him. Like he like legitimately has love in his heart for him. And so I feel like he has the same love for Jeremy Grant and that he's going to play him. Yeah. I thought it was funny. Uh, I think someone asked Corey, like, do you have any good stories about coach Billy from Florida days? And he was like, uh, no, 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 no real stories. (laughs) It's like, yeah, that sounds right. (laughs) You won two championships with him. (laughs) Got no Uh, stories. Okay. Number five over under, Minutes per game the rest of the season for Alex Abrinas. I'm setting the over under at eight and a half. Oh, Lord. (sighs) What do you think? Under. Under, under eight and a half. Yeah. 
I mean, last night he didn't even hit the minute mark. Yeah, the the zeros are going to uh, drag that down. He'll have games where he plays certainly. He'll yeah. have, he'll have games where he plays twenty minutes, but he's he's they're they're committed to Terrence Ferguson. Like the organization is committed to this guy. Period. And so, but, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, number six over under. Pieces of jewelry Luke will own by age 40. Oh, man. This I'm is a good one. The, I'm setting the over under at 24 and a half. Oh, over. Give me all the overs. Over. That is the easiest one. I'm betting my mortgage every month for the rest of my life on this one. For those of you who don't know Luke, uh, never saw him wear jewelry before he became a lawyer. Now that he has become a lawyer, <laughs> he has so much jewelry. If you saw, he made, he paced, uh, made a post, a Twitter post on Friday of him holding a Bud Light. You could see multiple bracelets. Oh yeah, in that shot, we always give him a hard time for it. Here's the last time I saw Luke wear jewelry: uh, uh, the middle school puka shells. That was the last time. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you you had some. Oh, you wore the the smaller ones, the the smaller. I, shells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had some, of course. I mean, that was that was the thing. But yeah, Luke, that's that's the last time. But he's made a big time jewelry comeback <laughs> <laughs> late in life. <laughs> the uh, the president of my school, um, he's known for wearing nine rings. Oh. He wears nine rings on, on nine different fingers, and they're all uh, rubies, so they're all, like, big red stones. Whoa. It's very obnoxious. <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah. I want, uh, I want to fight him, but I also don't want to fight him. Uh, he, he has an advantage. Use those stones against you. He's got the rubies. <laughs> um, okay, number seven, over under. Three-point percentage for Paul George the rest of the way. So he's shooting... 22.6% since the All-Star break. I'm setting the over-under at 35%. For the rest of the season. The rest of the season. I think he'll go over. Okay, think, there think, he is. There he is. I think he's going to bounce back. Like He's just too good of a shooter to not bounce back. He's had, he, he's had bad stretches, and I think this is just a slump. And so I think he'll bounce back. He'll, hit, he'll have a game where he hits five of six. And, you know, he, he had that stretch where he hit five threes in a row like consecutive games for like five or six games. Like he's, he will bounce back and have games like that. And he will bump up above 35. There's optimistic. Andrew back on the mic. I'm back. Uh, okay. Number eight over under number of games. Carmelo will sit for rest the rest of the season. Now there are two back to backs remaining. Okay. So I've set the over under at two and a half. Um, under under. Okay. So you do, you do not think that, uh, Maybe he'll get a little extra rest. They saw how good he was coming off the rest last night. He's great. He's really good. Yeah, I I mean, maybe that's the case. I would expect him to maybe rest on the on either the front or the second half of, of those back-to-backs. Maybe he, maybe he doesn't play in San Antonio, but then plays against Denver. Um, and then he, I would be shocked if he didn't sit um, in Atlanta. I'd be really surprised if he didn't. Uh, but then the rest of the way, you know, they're going to need him, and they've got they've got plenty of rest in between a lot of these games. So I would be surprised if he if he rested more than that. Uh, two more, number nine, over under number of times you will mute Taylor on the fry pod. So you have <laughs> six fry pods remaining till the end of the season. Oh, okay, okay, setting the over under at ten and a half. Well. <sighs> Next Friday will be our 500th episode, mm. and I just have a feeling that he could be off the rails. So, so he could back up a couple. You're saying, yeah, thunder uh, over. over. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right, and the also, final- also, it depends on Jay's attendance because if you if if you're a listener, you'll probably notice that when Jay isn't there, Taylor really steps it up and tries to pick up the slack when Jay's not there. But when Jay is there. He he is he he rolls in off the rails. So, um, man, you're giving us a nice uh, behind the scenes. Yeah, the Down to Dog podcast. Uh, okay, last one and the most important over under OKC's playoff seed, setting it at six and a half. So if you say over, that means there'll be one through six. Under would be seven through. Who knows? 
Over. Over. Okay. So you still think there'll be a six seed or higher? I do. Yeah. And that's what's most important, obviously, because you avoid uh, Golden State and Houston and you play one of these other weirdo teams. Yeah. Yeah, they can be. Oh, I don't I don't really want to play Portland, but No, I don't either. I I I don't know. I thought the Thunder maybe their best game of the stretch was against Portland. And yeah, that was a a good matchup. That was like a normal NBA game. Yeah, and if and if, again, it's a Paul George issue. Like if Paul George I don't think he hit a 3 in that game. Like if he hits 2, like they probably win. And so and like asking him to hit two, like that's not asking all that much. And if Melo can come in rested and shoot the ball well, then you're talking like they can beat Portland. Like I know Portland has been really good. They could. This team has more talent than the Portland Trailblazers. Like they can beat them in a playoff series, certainly. Um, but right now, obviously, it looks a little uneven. But you know, this this Thunder team still has a ton of talent. And at the end of the day, talent often wins out. And so that's that's where I'm at with that. So that was the rest of season over under sponsored by uh, Jay's Optimism. (laughs) Hopefully Jay will hear that and be a little more happy. Shout out to Jay. Jay's the man. Oh, boy. Alex, you got anything else? That's it. Big stretch. Big five games to the Thunder. They've got they started off with Phoenix. It'd be great to see them actually just destroy a bad team, but uh, that probably won't happen because that's not what the Thunder do. But you can follow Alex on Twitter at Al Baby Cakes. If you're not following him, that means that you don't like the Thunder and you don't like funny things because that's Alex. So follow him, please. Follow us uh, on Twitter at Down to Dunk. You can follow me at Andrew K Schlecht. You guys have been. So, so great. Exceeded my expectations as far as five-star iTunes reviews come. Please continue to leave those. That is really, really helpful to us. I think we've got like eight in the past couple days, which has just been so nice. If we can keep that going, I know there's still a ton of you guys that have not left those. Probably a lot of you don't listen on the Apple Podcast app, which I totally understand because it's been total crap lately. Um, But if you could open up that app, search down to dunk, leave us five stars. Uh, That is just incredibly helpful to us. Something that you can do for us. just it should be so nice so i hope you guys have a great day we'll talk to you guys again friday after the phoenix game and hopefully we can uh, keep pumping the uh, the jays optimism uh, to your ears talk to you then